Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Operate Intelligently podcast. I'm here with uh, Papa Dude, Bob Bittner. How are you this morning, Bob? I'm doing fine, Tony. I hope you're doing. Looks like we're getting a little rain out this morning, which we really, really need. Yeah, I'll take it anytime. Well, uh, Tony, it's uh, good to be back, and this is going to be kind of our fun show today. Yeah. I've been looking forward to doing this for a long time, but I wanted to, we've kind of been starting out with a, um, a, a trivia question. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last couple podcasts, we had something from the space program. And I'm going to use one more from the space program because I think it's very interesting. But when uh, Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong were getting out of the capsule on the moon, they accidentally broke off a lever. And uh, it was on a breaker that it wasn't the descent button, but it was the ascent button, which means the lever that they needed to push to leave the moon surface was now broken off. That's a problem. That is a big problem. <laughs> and uh, do you have any idea how they fixed it? <laughs> and I can't use Google. You can't use Google. Instead of trivia questions, I think these should be called Stump Tony questions. Stump Tony questions. I have questions. no idea. <laughs> Let's wait at the <laughs> okay. end and we'll let people know, okay? I need more of a heads up on these questions. All right. <laughs> at least, kind of, you should have known the subject yeah, was yeah. it was going to come, <laughs> since I'm a space freak. But Tony, this morning I brought my toolbox. And, um, you know, it's just a little toolbox I have here in my office. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, it has some things in it. I used to have a friend that was uh, in the Peace Corps. And uh, he said, uh, here, let me open it up. He said uh, in the Peace Corps when he was in Africa that he needed two two tools. Uh, One was a ball-peen hammer and the other one was a cold chisel. I don't have the cold chisel with me, but I do have the ball-peen hammer. But not everybody might have a ball-peen hammer in their toolbox. But I'm almost sure that most of our maintenance folks have these two items. If it's not in their toolbox, it's real close to it. Up on a shelf somewhere or something. Maybe in their truck. Maybe in their truck, rolling around on the floor. Mm -hmm. But they're not far from from having these two items. One is duct tape. Yes. Look at that, Tony. There's your original gray duct tape. Yeah, man, that's that's it. (laughs) And the other thing is WD-40, the the uh, cures to all ailments. Absolutely. Both mechanical, physical, <laughs> emotionally, relationship, we, all of this, WD-40. We might have to unpack that a little bit. Well, let's do that. <laughs> so, um, you know, there's a little flow chart out there that I thought was pretty hilarious when we started to think about doing something with duct tape and, mm-hmm. and uh, WD-40, and it says... If things move and they're not supposed to, then duct tape. If things don't move and they're supposed to, then WD-40. The answer to everything, right? <laughs> so, Tony, I know you did a little research on uh, on duct tape, but uh, tell us how duct tape kind of came about and uh, uh, why is it the color that it is and... and uh, uh, what are people using it for today? You got it. So today, of course, duct tape comes in all different colors. My daughter's going to test. We have pink duct tape. We have purple duct tape. We have, um, there's patterns. We have gold duct tape. I mean, the things that I've seen at home have been pretty crazy. Uh, but duct tape actually came about 1942. Wow. So it was initially green, olive green, and it was made for the army. And they would actually use it um, to, to wrap around their ammunition boxes to keep the ammunition from getting wet when it was in the water. So that's actually the, the, how it was created and when it actually began to become used. Uh, from there, what they found out was that it, was, it had a lot of other good uses. And so they would use it to repair 
all sorts of things, but you mentioned physically. They would actually use it to keep wounds closed wow. out on the battlefield. They used it to uh, repair aircrafts. You know, you just mentioned that about the wounds. I Not long ago, I saw um, Band-Aids that were made out of duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably a, a pretty good Band-Aid, that's, that's for the He-Man, you know. Um, you know, from there, in, in the 70s, when those guys came back from war, um, there was a housing boom, right? And so they began to use the duct tape for duct work, HVAC duct work. And um, from there, in the 70s, they actually changed the color to match the color of duct work. So that's how it went from green to silver. How about that? So, uh, so they used that around the ductwork. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one of the things that I've noticed over the years, uh, being an old facility guy, where they did use duct tape, it seemed to deteriorate and, de- and uh, break down over a period of time. So the name duct tape, yeah. uh, it didn't stick to or last very long on the ductwork. Why was that, do you think? Um, the, the heat broke it down. You know, it's made of three different elements. Um, I'm not going to say them because I'll mix them up and I'll get them wrong, but... Uh, essentially, the heat over time deteriorates the duct tape. And so they found out also it puts out toxic fumes. So really not really? good for the heat. Right? Yeah. Um, so, and again, it transformed today. There are eight different companies that make this product across the country. And the largest one is here in Hickory, North Carolina. Interesting. And uh, you look at this and it's got, uh, it's, it's got fiber in it. So actually, it, it tears pretty easy, doesn't it, when you, when you do that? But it's got this fiber in there to kind of reinforce all of that. Yeah, there's the the resi- the, the plastic. Um, then the bottom layer it's rubber based adhesive, and then there's a fabric in between those two layers. So it's kind of so, three layers, three all layers into one. You know, I do a a, a mission trip to uh, Haiti every two years. We go down there, and uh, a couple years ago, one of the women she took all these different colored and patterned. There's like stripes and, and uh, all kinds of different designs on these. Mm-hmm. And they actually made bracelets out of duct tape for the kids. Oh, wow. And I saw uh, at one point, uh, this was maybe uh, five or six years ago, there was a real craze about duct tape, making duct tape wallets and everything. It, wallets, I've seen suits, ties, hats. I mean, you name it. They make it with duct tape. Some girl made her prom dress out of duct tape. <laughs> That sounds like something my daughter would do. So that, so we get to that uh, relationship, you know, right, that, right. Uh, going to the prom with a girl in duct tape. <laughs> and uh, so that it's very interesting. And, and uh, I know that uh, uh, most all maintenance guys, they've got a roll of duct tape somewhere close. It, well, unless you're like me, and I couldn't find it because my daughters have gotten a hold of it. So I went looking around and I could not find it. They're not home, so I couldn't even ask them where my tape was. <laughs> so, so you had to you had to rely on my little toolbox here with my duct tape in it. So, but that's all that's all good. You know the other the other product that we we're talking about this morning. Uh, you know, if it moves and it's not supposed to, duct tape. That's right. But if it doesn't move and it's supposed to, hey, WD forty. It's WD-40. a beautiful thing. Isn't it though? And that blue, that uh, signature blue and, and yellow can. Uh, and these come all different kinds size cans. I know that uh, a couple different times here at the Dude, we've given those little uh, spray aerosol cans yeah. away as a giveaway at trade shows because every maintenance guy wants a little can of WD-40. One of my favorite giveaways, honestly. And uh, they like it, don't yeah. they? People really like it. They want they want the WD-40. Well, uh, WD-40 uh, started out back in 1953, small company, 
And uh, the name of the company was Rocket Company. Uh, I like and, that name. And uh, so back in, in 53, that was a pretty exciting name, you know, Rocket Space. Um, kind of today, the Internet of Things buzzword, you know, rockets back then. Right. And very exciting. And uh, they were um, working with the Atlas Space Program. Okay. And they were looking for something that uh, would preserve and, and uh, repel water. Okay. Uh, so they could spray it on items and they wouldn't rust. And uh, it wasn't like that they were going to spray it on the outside of a rocket to make it go faster and slip through the air faster <laughs> as a lubricant, but as a uh, water displacement. Hence, the WD. Nice. Uh, so the WD on WD-40 stands for water displacement. And what do you think the 40 stands for, Tony? Bob, I could guess. Um, and I know, of course, we talked about it, so I already have some insider information. But I'm going <laughs> to... I'm, I'm going to let you reveal you're, the answer. You're going to let me reveal yes. it? So the 40 stands for the 40th formulation that they worked on to get this product right. So, uh, you know, we talk about Thomas Edison and all the times that he, he did something. Imagine if these guys would have stopped at 35 and not succeeded. Right, right. And uh, we did just had some WD-35 that didn't work, didn't do anything, wasn't exciting, and it would have been a failed company. But those guys worked at it, worked at it till the 40th time. They had the formulation right, and uh, it's been that formulation ever since. Now, there's a lot of secrecy to this formula. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a lot like uh, Coca-Cola. The, uh, the formulation is, is uh, locked up in a vault in San Diego, out in their home, uh, oh, home wow. city, uh, where they came about. And um, so... That the formula for this really is secret. But one of the things that they have said is a lot of people proclaim that there's fish oil in it. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But they did say that there is not fish oil in WD-40. Good to so know. So if you guys out there are proclaiming that it's got fish oil and it's great for your fishing lures and it attracts fish, it's not because of fish oil in it. I might have to try that trick, though. But, you know, that's, uh, that's one of the things. If you go to their website, and actually, Tony, did you know that I belong to the WD-40 fan club? It doesn't surprise me, but I did not know that. Well, I am. And uh, if uh, there's some, really, there's some really great stuff. And if you go onto their website, they've got some uh, really neat things that uh, WD-40, a lot of times we just think of WD-40 as some kind of a penetrant oil mm -hmm. to loosen up rusty nut, nuts and bolts. Or if you want to put something on as a light lubricant, you spray WD-40 on it. You got a hinge that's squeaking. That's where facility guys use it a lot. You go through, you got a door that's not easy to close, spray it with WD-40. You got a lock that's not working very well, spray it with WD-40. And uh, so a lot of that applications in the facility arena. So when they made this, did they actually use it and sprayed it on the rocket ship? They did. Uh, and it, it really was designed for the water displacement to keep moisture off the outside of the rocket. And, and the, it's still used as that today. I mean, a lot of, a lot of parts are preserved with, uh, right. with this formula. You can buy it. I actually have, and don't ask me why I have a full gallon can. Uh, it's not in the aerosol. <laughs> But I've got a full gallon can that I got from somewhere at an auction that I bought. It was well, you in never there. know when you'll need it. You never know when you're going to need a full gallon of <laughs> WD-40. But uh, I'm not building any rockets 
uh, right now. So uh, maybe when I get into retirement and I build some rockets, I'll have enough to coat that with. So one of the things we talked about earlier, I think it would be interesting to those who are listening, was the one of the roles of the guys who helped create WD-40. <laughs> well, uh, there was a guy that has been credited mm-hmm. with making the formulation, and his name was Ken East. Okay. And... Uh, it's, it's a little bit like me here at the Dude. You know, my nickname is Papa Dude. Right. And uh, I kind of take on that resemblance of people haven't seen me uh, of the Dude. And uh, I oft, often get mistaken for that. You are the real life dude. <laughs> I'm the real life dude. But I wasn't the originator of the Dude, okay? But uh, don't tell anybody out there, folks, because that will ruin my image. But anyhow, uh, Ken East was actually the facility manager for Rocket Company. How about that? I and, think that's uh, awesome. He helped in, and he did a lot of the formulation of it. Uh-huh. Of when, uh, not the, the chemistry makeup of it, but when they were making batches, he would do, help make the batches up and kind of be the, the brewmaster, if you will, in our world today of, of microbreweries. I think that's an awesome story. And uh, so you facility managers out there, don't give up hope. Maybe someday you'll be credited with uh, uh, brewing something up as exciting as <laughs> WD-40. But uh, some of the interesting things that I found that they uh, have been acc- accredited for was um, some guy in Asia, there was a python under his bus, wrapped around under his bus somehow, and he used WD-40 <laughs> to drive the python out from underneath the bus. He didn't have anything else, he just figured. <laughs> he just used WD-40. <laughs> and then there's another story where uh, some burglar had gotten stuck in your ductwork, ah. <laughs> and the police used WD-40 to lubricate him, to slide him out of that ductwork because he was oh, stuck Lord. in there. Well, I know I've used it a lot of times to loosen up nuts and bolts on some old cars that I've worked on. And... Um, I think the, and that's typically what we use right. it on. Not to pull criminals not, out of ductwork. Exactly. Or pythons exactly. off of our vehicles. Yeah. I, I'm, I would have something else in my hand other than <laughs> yeah. WD-40 going under a bus looking for a python. A machete, a uh, gun. So. But one of the things that um, is interesting about WD-40 uh, that we talked about, about the fish oil, there's been a lot of fish stories, if you will. Uh, of guys using and spraying WD-40 on their lures. And uh, then, as a result of that, catching some enormous fish I'm gonna try and it. being very successful at it. I'm going to try it. So, you it's know, I, I think there's nothing to lose on it. Uh, they I, say it's a myth, but, uh, you know, I'm not catching a whole lot these days. So What do you have to lose? Yeah, what do I have to lose? <laughs> One of the other myths that I've heard for a long time uh, is taking WD-40, if you have arthritis, and spraying it on your elbow and rubbing it in, and then that lubricant getting into your joints. I don't know about that and, one, Bob. And do it. I, I haven't tried it. Um, I guess I wouldn't be afraid to try it, but um, I, I'm not sure. They claim yeah. that's a myth. They say that there is no uh, medical uh, necessity, the ne- medical applications for WD-40, but there's people that swear by it. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it, folks. So, uh, you know, we're, we're not medical professionals on this show. Mm-hmm. We're facility professionals. Stick with the <laughs> WD-40 with your, uh, with your facility needs. Door hinges. <laughs> try, try it on your fishing lures. I don't think that'll hurt. But uh, one of the things, you know, you come in some morning and there's uh, somebody has, uh, one of your employees have had their little kid in, the, in their office with them over the weekend. 
and they've done crayons all over the walls, spray with WD-40 and it'll wipe off. I, I haven't tried this. I'm going to try it on uh, on the whiteboard when you put on a, uh, when somebody uses a permanent marker. Uh. It might work on that. I don't know. I, I'm going to try that and see. So uh, it cuts some of those things, but uh, exciting stuff here. Yeah, absolutely. And if you guys, if you're listening and you have uh, some uses for WD-40 or even some images, if you've taken a picture of something you made with some duct tape, please share it in the comments. Show us. We'd love to share those with the uh, with the audience. Well, I just thought this would be just kind of a fun discussion because we know these are a couple of staples that in our are in our uh, maintenance toolboxes every day, and uh, people use them for a lot of creative things mm-hmm. and have met and have held some things together. And so, as Tony said. You've got some stories. Let us know. We'll share some of those stories on here, and uh, we're just uh, we're just excited that we have duct tape and WD forty. Absolutely, it's definitely made an impact in a lot of people's lives. It makes right? life go. <laughs> it makes life go better. So, Tony, we uh, we I asked you about the uh, the the lever that was broken off or the button that was broken off in the ascent module when uh, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldridge had to take off, and. Yeah. Uh, uh, unfortunately, they had neither WD-40 or duct tape, but what they did have was a felt tip marker, and nice. uh, they actually used the felt tip. It was a felt tip marker that was like a click pen, mm-hmm. and uh, they were able to push that in on the button, and it was a it was a push it was a push pull button, and so if you push it in, then you could release it by pulling it out. They didn't need. To, fortunately, they didn't need to pull the button out when they ascended. <laughs> they really but they did out. need to push in on it, and so they used this uh, push uh, felt tip marker in, and that's how they got off the surface of the moon. I cannot imagine the amount of panic that I would have had being in their shoes. Can you imagine getting in there and looking and saying, "Oh, the button that I'm supposed to push to get off of the surface of the moon." is missing it's gone it's broken off and uh but duct tape wd-40 and a felt tip marker (laughs) (laughs) there you go and uh we hope you guys have just enjoyed a little fun today there is this um fan page on uh on wd-40 that Mm -hmm. just has lots of fun stuff on it if you want to read it and uh uh, there's a lot of stuff on duct tape. Yep. There's lot. There's books that have been written about duct tape. Books on duct tape. You got the duct tape guys on the internet. They have a YouTube channel, web page. It's a lot of cool stuff out there. Just just a lot of fun things. Now, don't spend all afternoon uh, sitting back in the back corner of your shop looking at duct tape and WD-40 uh, myths, legends, and facts. But um, uh, we do want you to just en- enjoy this a little bit. Know that we appreciate everything you do, and uh, sometimes just MacGyvering uh, situations with duct tape and WD-40 to make things work and get people along in their workday. Heck yeah. You guys are creative, figuring things out, and, and solving problems. Yeah, it's what it's all about. So uh, until next time, have a great week, and uh, we want to encourage you to, uh, to subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us an email at dspodcast at dudesolutions.com. We'd love to have your review, like us, and uh, 
We appreciate uh, our audiences out there. Yeah, and absolutely. Again, I'm going to mention it again. If you have pictures of anything you've made with duct tape, please share it with us in the comments. Uh, uses, things that you guys have used WD-44, please share that with us as well. We'd love to, to read about that and share that with everyone who's listening. And we know a lot of you are fishermen. You know, what do you have to lose to spray a little WD-40 on, your, on your lure? And we'd love to see those pictures of those big fish that you catch with WD-40. I would love to be able to show a picture of a big fish I caught with WD-40. There you go. <laughs> now, until next time, you guys have a great day. Thank you for all that you do for uh, the people that, that you serve in your organizations. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone.